Welcome to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Mullings. I'm an author, speaker, and marketing mentor, and I believe in the importance of women of faith in business stepping up and shining in their lane so they can make the impact, influence, and income they were born to make. Join me to hear the stories of powerful women of faith who are using their purpose-driven businesses to make a difference in the world. Hello and welcome to the Women Plus Faith and Business podcast, Women of Faith in Business. Super excited to be here with Clestine Herbert. She is our guest on the podcast Hi. today. And Clestine is known as the Purpose Coach. Her passion is to help women around the world be the unique, bold, and successful woman that resides within each of us. Love that. She's an international speaker. She's a personal development and leadership coach, author of several books, and the developer of several proprietary business building programs. She has been living her dream since 2003, and she helps multi-gifted, faith-led, heart-centered business and career women build authentic, successful businesses. She is also the host of her own business transformation conferences, one of which is called Sold Out the Event and facilitates coaching masterminds to elevate the growth in each woman. Love that intro. Welcome to the show, Celestine. Thanks for having me, Nadine. You're welcome. Anything else you want to add to that awesome intro? No, I think you did a good job. All right. You did a good job. And it will probably come out when we're talking anyway. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I am super excited to be here today. And as I mentioned, this podcast is all about women of faith in business. So the conversation is all going to be around your faith and around your business. And I think the biggest thing when it comes to business is actually taking that leap of faith to start your business. This whole business journey is absolutely a faith journey because it is a leap of faith. And that's why I feel this conversation is so necessary. I don't, I never understood excluding faith from this whole business journey because it is such a huge part of this journey. So I always like to start off with the question of uh, what made you take the leap of faith to start your business way back in, was it 2003? It was a God story for me. And okay. I, it started in uh, my stuff in England when I was a little girl, always wanted to be a teacher. Okay. But I, um, then I moved to the United States when I was almost 13. And that's why it took a little detour because then I realized, um, you know, I, I knew that I was supposed to do something different. Uh, I knew teachers didn't make a lot of money. And so I kind of combined the two and I decided to do something that included my skills, mm-hmm. not my passion, but my skills. Mm. And so I've li- since learned that following your skills is not always the best way to do because there's some of us that are really skilled at things, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's our passion. True. And I was always good at science and math. Mm. And because I knew I was supposed to do something different and everybody was doing business or nursing um, or teaching, I went into engineering. Okay. Um, But it was not my passion. And 
I was in it for eight years, but six years into it, well, two years into it, actually, I realized that really wasn't my passion uh, because I was with people that were very passionate about engineering and you could just see they got excited when they talked about designing the projects and I had butterflies almost every day because I didn't feel like I shined and that's the key is you should feel like you shine in whatever you do like mm-hmm. you know you're amazing that doesn't mean that there's not areas where you can grow but when you're doing it you should just feel excited and on top of the world and I did not I felt at the bottom of the world when I was doing engineering but my colleagues looked like they were on top of the world and so I wanted that yeah. So the butterflies that you're feeling, you said you had butterflies. It wasn't a good butterflies. <laughs> it was oh, butterflies no. of like, oh my gosh, it's Monday morning and I have to go into work yes. again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except Monday morning was every day of the mm. week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, so I just started praying and it was a six year prayer mm. and two years into it. Well, the end of my the end of the six years of my eight-year career, I ended up moved, moving from Boston to North Carolina. So I had moved from England to Boston, then from Boston to North Carolina. And that's where I had my supernatural experiences. And that's where God made it clear what my passion was mm-hmm. and what my gifting was, as opposed to my skill set. Mm-hmm. And so um, he propelled me in the direction that he wanted me to go because I got laid off mm-hmm. on my birthday. Yep. Laid off is really a blessing and a gift. <laughs> it was People don't a realize blessing. that. Yes. Yeah, it was a blessing. I got laid off on my birthday. And um, they actually laid off 117 people. And I was the, f- the only one laid off. There were four layoff dates. Mm. And I was the only one that was laid off October the 27th. Wow. What a gift for your birthday. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was it, because I had peace in my spirit when they told me. And so I knew it was like God was telling me, happy birthday. I have a gift for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's key, having peace. Now, you talked about a supernatural, but didn't really get into detail of what that supernatural experience was. Tell us a little bit more about what that supernatural experience was that led you on this path to entrepreneurship. Well, it was actually several, and I always say, uh, I always like God to give me confirmation, but I didn't ask him for confirmation, but he did give it to me. Um, There's a lot of different things that happened, which I always say I'm going to write a memoir. Okay. But one of the ones that I I would like to share is where I, for two weeks, I had the same recurring dream. Mm. And what is unique about that for me, because it's, people that have recurring dreams is that I'm not a dreamer. Mm. You know, there's some people that are dreaming when they dream, it means something, which my mother, my sister, and my brother are like that. Okay. I, I've never been that way. If I dream, it's usually because I ate something wrong or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like cheese or something like that the night before. So it was every night and it was exactly the same dream every night and it was me standing and speaking Mm. after two weeks I realized that it was God speaking to me Mm -hmm. and so I said okay God I get your message I'm I'm a speaker yeah dreams are so um, powerful yeah yeah Mm. and so I said okay so I'm going to pursue that okay perfect 
So we know this journey of being an entrepreneur and a business owner is not easy. So tell us some of the major shifts or pivots that you've had to make in your business since 2003. Hmm. Major shifts and pivots. Well, you know, the first one that you have to make and I had to make, and I will say it took a few years, is elevating the self-image. Mm, mm-hmm. So you have to elevate your self-image because I, I had a, an employee mindset for quite a while mm-hmm. instead of an entrepreneur's mindset, and they're very different. Mm-hmm. There's True. a lot of things that you can pass off to someone or you can... Um, rely on someone else or kind of sit back a little bit you know one of the one of my first clients actually one of my first consulting clients said that have being employed is like going to a restaurant Mm -hmm. sitting ordering something from the menu and you sit and wait for it to come to you (laughs) and you get your meal right right? you get your meal and then you do your thing you eat, eat you do your work by eating dissecting the meal Right. Entrepreneurship is you have to go into the woods to hunt for that thing, right? And then kill it and cook it and clean it and cook it and and then eat it. Yeah. And wow. That's the difference between I'm being an employee and an entrepreneur. And yeah. so when he had said that, I'm like, ding, ding, I get it. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I thought you were going to say the difference was you have to go into the kitchen and make the meal yourself, but you were like, go out and kill and bring it back to the kitchen and cook it. That's even more hard work. That just tells you this is not an easy journey. And I know I've been following you and I've known you for a while now, and you definitely don't shy away from talking about your faith on your platform, whether it's on your personal platform or on your business platform. What made you be so open and honest about your faith, especially coming from a corporate background and being an engineer where I'm sure most corporations aren't as open to talking about faith in the corporate environment. So what made you decide that, you know, you wanted to openly talk about your faith and your business? That is a very good question. So at first I did not. Mm. At first I was running and hiding because I'm like, um, you know, Christian women, well, Christians are not going to invest in coaching or speaking or anything like that. And when at first I wanted to share my message with everyone because everyone needs personal development. Everybody needs professional development. Everybody needs mindset shift. So why am I going to limit myself? Well, as I grew and matured in business, I realized it's not limiting. It's actually making yourself more powerful, yep. more uh, focused, yep. and more strategic in your business when you narrow down on having it. So, but God helped me with that because every couple of years he would kind of let me know. So the first thing was he let me know that uh, I was called to women. Okay. So I was like, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> I, you know, I'm sure about that. To everybody. Because what was interesting, when I was an engineer, loved working with the guys, loved it, did not like working with the women. Mm, mm-hmm. so I love working with the men. So it was like, you want me to do what? Right. And then a couple of years after that, um, he let me know that I needed to um, 
work with Christian women. Mm-hmm. That I took me a couple a year or so to kind of fall into that. So he knits me down gently, little by little, Christian mm-hmm. women. Um, and then I realized it's not just Christian women, but Christian women who have a business, who are entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. So basically helping people to profit from their purpose. Yeah. And I love that because I love how you talk about God called you. Cause you know, when you're in the space, especially of marketing and sales, you always hear about ideal clients. And we talk about that and, um, avatars or niching yourself or target market. But as faith-based Christian women, it's important mm-hmm. to really just sit back and realize who is God calling me to serve? It's not about an ideal client. It's not about an avatar. It's about mm-hmm. who God is calling me to serve and help in this time that I'm in, here on earth in this particular season. So I love mm-hmm. how you explained that it was God's calling for you to be called mm-hmm. to work with women. And he's very specific. God is specific in telling you it was Christian women. So I think that's important for us all to remember and understand. We all have a calling and we're all assigned mm-hmm. to specific groups of people. So I love that part of your story. So I want to go back a little bit because uh, we talked a little bit about your business and what you do and how you ended up being on this journey as an entrepreneur and a business owner. But I want to go back to your faith journey. You know, how mm. did you become a believer, become a Christian, start this whole faith walk? Because everyone's different. I've been talking to so many different people and I love to hear their faith journey and how they became a believer and a Christian. So tell us a little bit more about that side of you. So my parents um, are Christian, mm-hmm. and um, so, you know, I was born going to church, yeah. and so I've always had a um, desire, desire to know him, and years later, when I, first, when I moved here, and there was a time, one time I was telling the children's story, I was preaching for my church and telling the children's story. And no, I was preaching and my sister was telling the children's story. Mm. And she told the story of this little girl in England that always had the desire to be a preacher and how one of the elders said, you know what, your, your daughter's going to be a preacher one day. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end, she shared that I was the little girl and oh. I didn't know that story. Oh, so that's cute. He, yeah, he had said that I would be a preacher. And so it's just interesting that that's what I do now. Yeah, You know, um, I consider myself a minister of the word. I'm not an ordained minister by any means. I'm an ordained elder, Okay, um, but I do teach the word. And it's one of my greatest passions is yeah. to teach the word. But I always had a, that little desire um, to have a relationship. It wasn't just about going to church for me. It was about having a relationship with him. And so it has been a journey. I think the most intimate time of my relationship with God was when I lived in North Carolina those last two years of my engineering career. I have not experienced anything else like it because he talked to me like you and I talking Mm -hmm. and I had all these supernatural experiences. I had experiences of healing myself and others Mm. um, and and things like that, you know, Mm -hmm. things that you would read in the Bible, Mm. you know, and I prayed people that have been barren for uh, this one couple for 14 years, I prayed, boom, you know, or another person I worked with, and this was the end of my engineering career, and she had been barren for 10 years, mm-hmm. um, prayed for her, and like within a couple of months. So I had all of these experiences while I was there, and I kind of actually missed those. So yeah. it's been a journey, and it's always a journey until Christ comes, it's going to be a journey. It's a continuous 
journey. That's why I say, what has your faith journey been like, you know, in the beginning of your faith journey? And it's always funny that people who grew up in the church, you know, as their parents mm-hmm. were Christian, that they had mm-hmm. to come to some realization for themselves, that it really Correct. wasn't about religion. It was about relationship. And it's mm-hmm. so important that you talk about those intimate times, those supernatural experiences when you experience mm-hmm. God for yourself. You're not just leaning on, oh, I went to church when I was a child. You're mm-hmm. experiencing it for yourself and you know God for yourself because of those supernatural mm-hmm. experiences. So I think that's so important, especially when you just grow up in the church, that you have that relationship and understanding for yourself, not because Correct. your parents dragged you to church every day, you know, right. that, that you understand right. it for yourself. And so for those parents that are watching, understand that your child is going to go through a different journey. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not going to be, it's not going to look like what you think it should look like. And it, sometimes it might even look like they're going astray right? or they're going away. And maybe they do for a little bit, but you have to trust, especially when they become, you know, that adult age, right? you have to trust that God loves them more than you could ever love them. Right. Yeah. I and totally you just agree. have to keep praying for them mm-hmm. and yeah, let them go through their journey so that they can develop that intimacy for themselves because they're not going to develop an intimacy based on your relationship. Yeah, I agree. And that's a key word, intimacy. And I think a lot of times in life, you have to be in the wilderness. Um, I know for me, in my experience, I'm similar to you. I grew up in the church. I've been in the church like forever since I want to say as far back as I can remember is probably five, five years old. I've been in the church, but it wasn't until my 20s where I came to the realization for myself based on a relationship with God for myself and kind of going through a little wilderness period where I didn't have family around. I didn't have friends around and I was only relying on God, (laughs) you know, and in that time where it looked on the outside that it was the wilderness, it was really when my relationship with God got deeper and I knew him for myself, you know, so we all have different journeys and you definitely have to respect everyone's journey for what it is. So I love that part of your story. So what, one of the questions I love to ask is, how would you define the power of faith? What would be your definition of the power of faith? The power of faith. Well, you know, the power of faith is that it moves you into, into experiencing things that you would not normally experience. Mm. That it moves you into places where um, you can see things that you would not normally see or those, all those stories that we read in the Bible, mm-hmm. the power of faith is that it's, you can walk tall and strong and confident, even though you don't see anything or know anything. Yeah. I agree. It definitely That's is the, the power, power of faith. faith. When you think mm-hmm. about those key people in the Bible that had strong faith, like David, mm-hmm. you know, to confront Goliath and just have a slingshot, he had the mm-hmm. power of faith to know that he could conquer. You think about right. Abraham, you think about Moses, you know, um, that really is what the power of faith looks like in Bible days and Bible mm-hmm. stories. But that power of faith still exists in the time that we're recording in 2020 is the power mm-hmm. of faith within Clestine, the power of faith within Nadine and the power of faith of whoever's watching or listening right now that exists within you. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. It's, it's that trust in God that 
that crazy faith they call it. But crazy faith is really just faith, mm-hmm. you know? It's that um, trusting him on just ridiculous, things that are ridiculous or impossible yeah. to other people, yeah. or maybe even to yourself. And just if in your spirit, you just feel like he's saying, yeah, go that way. And you're thinking, okay, there's no walkway or there's no stairs or there's nothing there and you want me to walk that way yeah because mm-hmm. then I'm going to catch you yeah and that and, is the and life is so much more exciting yeah when you're leaning on that and trusting on that faith I agree with mm-hmm. you the power of faith so my final question to you is how would you define the power of business the power of your business well if we're still talking about women of faith in business that's right. Then the power, and, and I am called to women who have purpose-driven businesses. Uh-huh. So I'll speak to that. So then the power of your business is that it, it's a vehicle that you can use to reach those that God has called you to reach uh-huh. and to support and help those that God has called you to help. Right. It's a vehicle. I love that. It's a vehicle in which God is allowing you to reach the people that he has called you to serve. I know for me, I struggled a little bit with um, entrepreneurship and business ownership because I felt it wasn't as Christian-like. I felt like you needed to be a nurse or a teacher or give back in in a a big way to be a real Christian. And I struggled with that for many years. And then I realized that the body of Christ includes so many things. You know, if you think about the human body with the eyes and the nose and the lips and the ears and the fingers, they're all a part of the body and needed and necessary. So when God calls you to the assignment of business, it's necessary and needed just as much as a nurse and a doctor or teacher is exactly you know so I definitely agree with it's the vehicle to in which you can use to reach the people that God has called you to serve the power of business right Right. (laughs) exactly so this has been a great conversation if somebody wants to learn a little bit more about what you do or potentially even work with you what would be the best way for them to reach you well if they want to join a community of women who are continuously learning and growing. I have a free training community where every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Uh, Italy and South Africa time, um, I do training. I do a training on something in business and there's always a biblical principle that's married with, on, and a scientific, scientific principle that's mar- married with the business principle. Um, so that's Thursdays at 2 p.m. And I also have what I call training weeks, and it's Monday through Friday. Probably every six weeks, I'll okay. do a training week. Those are really exciting because that's when the community really wakes up. But every week, I continue to nurture and um, nurture and uh, grow my community. Mm-hmm. So they could go to attractsoulmateclients.com. Okay. Attract Soulmate Clients plural.com if they want to join that training community so that they can just you know every week just continually grow and the trainings are only 20 minutes so it's it's not that long Um, but if you are questioning what your calling is your purpose or questioning or your your business is not where you want it to be and you want it to go to another level and you want to include God in your business 
then what I love to do is kind of do a, some coaching and consulting, just taking a look at where you are in your business, where you're stuck, where your blind spots are, because you can't see your blind spots, and then looking at where, okay, based on what's in your heart, where you really want to be, where God, what God has placed in your heart, where you really want to be, and then how we can close that gap. Okay. They could go to talktoclestine.com to schedule a complimentary consultation. Right, and that's talktoclestine.com, and Clestine is C-L-E-S-T-I-N-E. And we will definitely put those in the show notes. So if you're looking for a supportive community and getting awesome training, definitely go to attractsoulmateclient.com and to reach out to Celestine personally and um, work with her, you can always go to talktocolestine.com and we will put those in the show notes too. So thank you so much for joining us. I definitely appreciate this conversation of women of faith in business. And it's all about the faith journey and the business journey and the combination of faith and business. So thank you so much for listening and thank you you so much for participating. Thank you for joining us, Colestine. Thank you. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes or go to womenfaithandbusiness.com to join our email list. Plus, if you want to discover two powerful ways to successfully plan your marketing so you can attract your ideal clients and prosper in your God-given purpose, be sure to text POWERFUL to 31996. Thanks for listening.